1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we move swiftly from a big midweek of Premiership action onto the weekend stuff. Celtic stay within four points after Kyogo's controversial goal helps them see off hearts. Giovanni Van Bronker says contract talks are ongoing with Conor Goldson. And there's a big weekend ahead, both Glasgow sides up against Dundee sides and the likes of St Johnson and Hibbs needing a win. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight we've got Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans. A big win but a costly one for Celtic. Last night Three injuries to our squad Already short on numbers As a body blow for Ange Postacoglu Dundee United away on Sunday Requires your strongest 11 And Postacoglu could well be short If Yota, Ralston and Welsh don't make it Meanwhile Rangers have what looks like A more straightforward task At home to Dundee Could the top of the table Take a significant turn this weekend? Kenny Miller in your heyday I'm not sure Did you love this period Where it feels like You've got a game every Two minutes And it's just thick and fast And the games keep coming at you Absolutely It's uh, Particularly if things are going well You know you want to Even if things are going bad Because you've got the next game A few days later To try and turn things around But yeah It's always a It's always a really interesting period A festive period A lot of Nothing's decided But there can be ground made And uh Depending on form of the team So yeah I used to love it Particularly the Boxing Day New Year fixtures Great time And this week's been crazy Hasn't it Because we don't often get The big midweek card And it's split across three nights As I said We know we're, we're going to be Digesting what happened last night But it's Friday And all of a sudden We're back on to You know big games This weekend as well Yeah we've got to look forward To the weekend But it was a real interesting week When you look at the bottom six split And then the top mm-hmm. six split Some big games A lot of talking points Uh no great performances Really in the, in the top half I would say By the top two But uh, both got the job done Absolutely And you can reflect on it all With us between now and 8 o'clock 0141-951-1025 Tweet us as well If you like it Clyde SSB But we say it every night We prefer to speak to you on the phone So let's hear from you Whether it was Views on last night's game Celtic's performance Hearts performance Any Refereeing decisions That may have caught your eye I think I, think I heard of one or two Hugh yeah. I've received one or two tweets uh, of things that might need to be brought up uh, If you want to look ahead to the weekend We're here for that as well 01419511025 We're even hearing from the Rangers manager about contracts So it truly is all happening Pick up that phone and let us know What did you make of this midweek overall Before we delve into the talking points uh, It was a penalty for Rangers It was an offside goal for Celtic Well that's we, that then We just, yeah. just pack up Bye bye Up the road uh, We can shout and ball about it all you like oh, And we will Yes uh, it was a big win for Celtic last night And a more enjoyable game Than the one that featured Rangers and Hibs the night before um, It was end-to-end stuff last night I thought you know, there was controversy over Kyogo's goal But until we get VAR Or even if we had VAR It would still be controversial So it was a good victory for Celtic But the main story for me Is the loss of Yota. Anthony Ralston, Stephen Welsh, incredible. These three players go off injured to a squad already short on numbers. Carter Vickers out of the game apparently for personal reasons. So Celtic go to Tandice on Sunday, um, possibly under strength. Rangers, they got there. I think that 
you can see what Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is doing there. They they make sure that they're hard to beat, and uh, that syndrome where they lose the first goal has been eradicated. Right, let's set the scene then. We'll hear from both managers from Celtic Park last night. Ange Postacoglu says his side needed to be more ruthless. However, he was happy with a lot of their attacking play and defensive work as well. Pleased with uh, generally the performance, pleased with the result, obviously. Um, a bit frustrating because our sort of finishing in the front third was, you know, we just need to be a bit more ruthless. We, we need to put teams away for our dominance and we didn't, so we kind of kept them in the game a little bit all the way through. Having said that, we still defended well. I mean, I think Joe had one real sort of outstanding save to make, so it's good signs from, from a defensive point of view. But yeah, just frustrating because, like I said, I thought we could have been a bit more ruthless in the front third. The reality of it is that we dominated that game of football. It's a 1 0 game, they're always in the, with a chance, which is fair enough. But if we had been more ruthless in the front third, a different scoreline. Robbie Nielsen not quite as happy. Uh, he says he can't understand why Celtic's winner wasn't flagged for offside. He says there were a few strange decisions in the game and claims they have to play doubly well to get any points at Celtic Park. The Leeds was going to make a decision. It's a key decision in the game. It doesn't make it. I can't really say any more than that. That he's there to make the decisions. He's looking straight along the line. He can see he's offside and he doesn't put his flag up. And that's a disappointing thing. Yeah, there was there was a few decisions there that were a wee bit uh, strange to say the least. Honest with you, man, nobody cares, do they? Let's be honest. You know, just move on, don't we? That's what happens in football. You know, you get you get fill a couple of lines in the morning, and then it's Livingston Sunday, so no point talking about it now. You know, I said my piece after we were at Ibrox, and I get you know had to write a report to say what I meant by it, and I get chased out of it. Can't be bored doing it anymore, to be honest with you. You know, it's just it's football in Scotland. You know, we need to come here and play. Doubly well to get the points No I'm not having that uh, It's football in Scotland There is an insinuation there Come out and say what you think Robbie Don't give us all this It's football in Scotland uh, And then he says that uh, The linesman saw it But didn't put his flag up Dangerous allegation to make that as well No wonder he gets into trouble so often uh, Let's bring in Ross First of all to kick things off on the phones Ross what did you take away from last night? Um, well, hi God, uh, Kenny. Uh, hope you're well. Hello, uh, no, I was at the game last night and uh, I thought Celtic played really well. Um, I thought we deserved the points last night, but I was I was on the opinion that I, I thought he was on side at the game, and then when I got home, I had to look at it, and yeah, he's a, a stonewaller offside, and I, I think it's time that VAR did come into the Scottish game. I think it would give us that kind of closure. To, to help with these decisions but I don't know why the linesman's not gave it if it's right there in front of him um, it's, a, it's baffling but obviously from a Celtic fan's point of view it's good to get the points but obviously it's it's controversial and it's, it's it's big decisions that are going to cost teams I've you know, always said when these things come up on, on this show Kenny that specifically offsides when I just don't envy it I just can't imagine Having to make that call We all get the benefit Of the replays and so on Having seen the replay What did you What did you think Was it, was it offside for you? It looked offside yep. there, there's, there's no getting away for that Sometimes you can You've got to forgive linesmen When there's people moving In different directions sure. and, and there's and it all of a sudden Looks a bigger gap Than it, than it potentially is or, even, or a smaller one I think in that one When you, you clear again And we have Like you say We've got the benefit Of the replays And I've slowed it down And I've paused it And I've, I've had a look at But his job is he, he must be able The linesman has to be able to see That mm. Kyogo's ahead of the defender It has to be able to see it Because he's ahead of the defender That's pretty obvious So I'm baffled why he's not gave that 
unless he's seen something of that was even looking behind to mm. see if there was a player behind which, which there wasn't as a strange one that's not been given because it did look even as much as it is mm. close it probably looked mm-hmm. more obvious than what it actually was so yeah I'm baffled it looks offside but sometimes you get them sometimes you don't it's do you see this that. Kenny as human error or why are you baffled well, I, th- I think it's because of where Kyogo's position, because he is goal side mm. of the, the player who that he is marking you, it looks really, really obvious. <laughs> so unless he's seen something of not, yeah. unless he thinks the player who is who's trying to close Turnbull down is potentially in line, I don't know. But even at that, when you look at it, he still was he still looked when, ahead. When you're talking about error, Hugh, I mean the the ones that go the other way are never going to get the same attention. But w- correct me if I'm wrong, was there not one a little bit afterwards where Starfeld was flagged offside? And then the replay showed he was miles on The one where it gets it's a, I think it's a corner uh-huh. or a free kick yeah. Starfield tries to header it back across The flag goes up You see the replay And actually he's miles onside Now that's not going to get the same controversy Obviously because nothing came of it And that's understandable But is is it not also Answering your question That they just, they just don't get them right And if we want well, If we want Ross... to get more correct Then of course the answer's VAR On that We'll argue about Fouls and penalties and all that all day long still with VAR, but it should at least move us towards clearing up offside. Yeah, we, yeah. Although I, I, I maintain that in this country and in this city in particular, VAR will make no difference. No, but, but I know, but I keep hearing that, and I get, I get what you mean because we know how crazy it is here and all the rest of it. But at least on offsides, you're told because you, you, you're either offside or you're not. There, there's not really any interpretation well, there, assuming the technology is accurate. With regard to last night in Kyogo, Ross on the line says. At the game, he thought it was a perfectly legitimate goal. And when he got home, he's an honest man and he said that, having seen it, he thinks it's offside. Which brings me into the field of human error. Either you believe that the man made a mistake or you believe something else. And if you if you want to define something else, then be my guest. Uh, what about the football side of it? Ross thought Celtic actually were pretty good last night. Is that something you'd share? Yeah, I thought I thought they were decent, and again, absolutely agree with Ange. If they're more ruthless in that, in the final third, decision making, executions, obviously it, it, taking of the chances, it probably would not be discussing this tonight. To be honest with you, but like when it's Ange's, one goal, it, one that, that goal, wins the and, game, and it's the and it's the and it's the decision making goal. It's the the vital. Moment of the game You know like, like Goals change games And that's ultimately Got Celtic a big big three points So it's always going to be debated But on the balance of the play There's no doubt Celtic deserve to mm. win uh, Thank you to Ross Let's bring in Chris and Dumbarton And get his take on things Hi Chris Hi panel How's it going? Hi Chris Yeah good um, Just um, like to discuss uh, Robbie Nielsen's hypocrisy To be Go honest Okay um, So in the first game In the first game of the season Hearts versus Celtic The score was 1-1 Celtic had three big decisions that went against them. Um, Andy Halliday should have been sent off. Ryan Christie had a perfectly good goal disallowed. And the free kick that Sorrell gave away in the last minute was not a free kick. Now, did Robbie Nielsen or, or anyone at Sky, for that matter, did they mention that by any chance? Or was that forgotten about? What do you think? Yeah, th- this is the thing, Hugh. And th- this is why we will always go round in circles for... Eternity Because uh-huh. You can understand Why Chris brings those up For the purposes of My own sanity Chris Let's not debate Andy Halliday's tackle From a couple of months ago Or let's not debate uh, The free kick Because people will then Come on and say Oh actually I thought That decision was right Or I thought that decision Was wrong And we don't get anywhere However The one that's clearly The most comparable 
is the offside yeah. As Chris mentions And I've got people tweeting me at right now I can see Ruby and uh, Paul Wilkie's talking one as well Saying we had the perfectly good goal Chopped off at Tynecastle In the first game of the season And he never said a thing then It's the same two teams Celtic apparently in, in most people's minds Had it go for them last night And people are pointing out Yeah but it went against us On the opening day of the season So I don't know How, how, do, we, how do we ever move forward from Robbie, that? Robbie has brought into being the phrase The long Glasgow blink He used it When Hearts played Rangers At Ibrooks And he's used it now After playing Celtic uh, He believes Or he would like Us to believe That in Glasgow You don't get a fair shake uh, Now He's lost three Of his last five league games Therefore Frustration kicks in I don't blame the man mm. uh, But if you have An insinuation to make Make it uh, And let's not forget That the greatest Manager of all who was born in Scotland, Sir Alex, made a career out of saying that Aberdeen never get justice because there was a West of Scotland bias against him. And I think you know, the way that we all react and handle these situations, Kenny, is whether it's pundits, as media, most importantly as fans, I think that's, that's what leads us down this road. You're perfectly entitled to be outraged at that decision last night if you're a Hearts fan. That's the beauty of football. You come away, you're aggrieved, you argue about it, you, you debate it. But that's what makes our footballing world go round. Once you start trying to use that decision, or any decision, to make these big conclusions and say, I know this always happens against them, or they always get this and, and we never get it, people just pop up and, and give you an example of something that contradicts it, like, like, like we've just seen. By all means, let's be outraged. Let's want every individual incident treated in its own merits. But when you start trying to kind of link them all, you end up just, just going round in circles all day long. Absolutely, because every team over the course of their season will get... Tens of decisions right against them and, and wrong. So and it's not about oh well you get that and you don't get that. It's not about that. It's it's like you says, and I'm I am absolutely for the human error referees. Yes, we'll debate them. Yes, as a fan or as an ex player, you are enraged by some of the decisions. But I was gonna say, I think I saw you oh, a bit frustrated at times at many referees. a time, many a time. <laughs> you know, but you have to accept it because it is a tough job. Linesman again, it's it's such a it's a it's no it's a split second on, on the offsides. Uh, referees they've, they've got one take And it's real time Sometimes a really really fast time So as much as like I say We'll debate them And, and it's We'll all go around in circles I don't think there's any bias At all To, to any Any particular team In any particular city I just think The decisions go sometimes for you And sometimes against And the you night, know what Last night There was one that went against Harley. The, the, night, the night before The night before People always say Why didn't he take his time Before we make that decision John Beaton takes time He looks at it He's then sure in his own mind yep. It's a penalty mm -hmm. And he gives it Television then Shows him to be 100% correct You sure? Do you want to debate that one? No No listen no. I'm, I'm just winding you up We did that last night We'll probably get back to it Ryan Porteous has a, a A real problem And he dives in And he, he He did it again But John Beaton Took that split second To think about it And then gave it And he was right I also then heard him Criticised for taking his time as if that was some sort of proof that he was in in doubt. So it's it's so true what you say. You can you can spin it both ways. Um, Chris, what, what about the football side of it? Oh, it was a tremendous game last night. Both teams played well in the second. Um, Hearts played well in the second half. But um, once again, Hearts don't lay a glove on Celtic or Rangers when they come to Glasgow until it's too late. Um, they always go behind before they start playing. Um, so Mister Nielsen likes to moan at the end of the games, but. He always sets his team out up to never 
to never actually go and win a f- football match when it comes to Glasgow. Um, his goalkeeper, Craig Gordon, wasting time at goal kicks after two or three minutes last night. Ridiculous. I, I think it's a little bit harsh. I, I think Hearts did try to win the match last night. I thought in the last half hour of the game, you had uh, an incredible chance for Barry Mackay, uh, which he put past the post. Uh, when Liam Boyce came on, he created all sorts of uh, mayhem at the back for Celtic. I thought Starfelt, and I've been among his main critics. Man of the I match, wasn't Starfelt he? was outstanding for Celtic last night. So uh, they did come to win. They've gone behind to a goal, which is now the subject of controversy. That's not Robbie Nielsen's fault. But thereafter, the, the reason why it was such a good game is because both sides... We're trying to win yeah. it Yeah I mean Robbie Nielsen says There were a few strange decisions Kenny So it's not just the offside I think another one that Maybe raised a few eyebrows Was when Jota pulls his hamstring And, and the play gets stopped And then I think the drop ball Got given to Celtic That, that surprised that, you that's, that's the ones where The referees do Kind of get a little bit of stick Because there's not a lot of consistency They're not supposed to stop the game Again players are not actually Maybe not supposed to kick out But there is a bit Players can take charge mm-hmm. there And actually just put out But when he stops it at the time And sometimes the timing of When he stops Hearts it as well you break, know, Hearts, Exactly So And that's where the, the decision becomes Really mm-hmm. So again Strange maybe You were but, at Easter Road the other night did, did the ref do that in that game as well? I feel like I'm seeing it a bit more recently You know it used to just be pretty simple If it's a head knock they'll stop it If not the onus is on you know the players yeah. I, I feel like there was one In that game as well Anyway I could be wrong yeah. I'm going off on a, no, a no, I, think, I think you might be right There might have been a situation Where one team had the chance To put out for their player They never And then the minute The other team got the ball that the, the, the ref gave it But it's one of them That is pretty straightforward And if the player kicks out He kicks out If it's not a head knock Then then you play on Again Then it becomes What, what if it's a serious injury and, oh. and, the, and the player looks really In, in a bit of angry like, like by the way Paul Hanlon did at, at, at the early part of that game I think you need to try And assess the situation And every situation Is differently so Again No easy for the referees In those situations Well it's all happening Chris thank you very much That was Chris and Dumbarton On 01419511025 We're going to take more Of your calls next You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here It's 01419511025 I've just spent the last four minutes Hugh trawling through Twitter You'll be pleased to know uh-huh. I have been sent still images Which show Kyogo Undeniably offside And still images Which show he's undeniably onside So I now need to try and sift through Decides what's photoshopped What's not See if the person that drew the lines On Microsoft Paint Has got it straight And uh, try and bring some sense to it Any any word on that England goal Against West Germany in 1966 I'll get back to you on that Uh, There was also Serious incident A man arrested today Hugh After items thrown onto the pitch uh, Last night Well actually hit Barry Mackay Didn't it As he went over To take a a corner kick Funnily enough In the corner Um, I mean you could see it on television There was paper cups And all that sort of stuff Coming yeah. down A man has been arrested So you know p- Police action is, is taking its course But I'm sure you would Condemn that type of stuff Without doubt And I find it Incredibly ironic That uh, it's come from An area of the ground Where the supporters At the moment Are protesting Over the possible Appointment of A top Police Scotland officer As Celtic security officer uh, how do you strengthen your case by throwing things at players? I mean, aside from the, the obvious safety I mean, because I shouldn't need to explain that, Kenny That ridiculous and how it can make players unsafe at their work and, and all that stuff And that's why someone's been arrested over it That, that tells you the, 
the seriousness of it. It's also a bad look. It's just, a, just you know, from a footballing spectacle, it just, just doesn't reflect well on us. There's, there's, there's too many of these situations arising that we've, we've, we've talked about over the years. Nobody wants it. You know, I'm sick fed up talking about it. There has to be, everybody says there has to be action. Like, you can't control an individual who does it. You know, you've got to, the action gets taken afterwards. You know, he's going to, he'll get barred for games, he's been arrested, he'll get charged or whatever it is. It's, the sad fact is It's probably not going to If somebody wants to do it They're going to do it I just don't like talking about it I'd much rather concentrate on the, on the football To be honest Let's do it Tam is in Clyde Bank What did you make of it last night Tam? Aye well uh, I was just saying to your producer there um, I'll take the points I'm a Celtic supporter I'll take the points aye But there's no doubt about it The wee man We threw a hash He was clearly offside There's no danger of that as a matter of fact, you could have drove a double-decker bus in between him and the last parts player. See, this is the thing, Tam, right? I, we use this language. That, that isn't true, is it? Because I'm kind of like, mo, mo, I think most people look at it and think, mm, yeah, po- probably offside. But there wasn't that big a gap. And you're a Celtic fan and you've now decided that it was a double-decker bus. It wasn't that bad, was it? Well, you know, put it like this. There, there, there's, you, you see all this in VAR in the English Premier League and whatever. Uh, and uh, a couple of years ago or whatever when, when this was introduced John Motson came out with a statement he says offside should be decided on clear daylight now in the English Premier League they've got a bootlace over the line right mm. and they're offside they've got an elbow over the line they're all, it's a non, absolute nonsense right put a hash in the last Hearts defender it, it was clear daylight and that's what I mean by that there was no doubt that was offside right but what I would say for one top striker back in his day to another, Kenny Miller, right? I thought it was for Hugh there, right? <laughs> <laughs> would you say that, although he was all signed on that, I would say, Furuhashi was daydreaming there. He should be looking along that line. He was daydreaming. He was be paying attention, by the way. You know, yeah, I'd say, see, when you watch, see, see when you watch Furuhashi, he makes so many runs forward and, and, and doesn't get the ball. He finds himself in these positions a lot. I must say, that wasn't one of them. He did just kind of drift, like you say. He, he probably didn't need to be offside because he, he had, he was on the shoulder of the defender. He could have waited for the ball to come across, maybe then made his move. Or if it was the right pass, the pass could have taken the defender out and he could have still got to it. So, daydreaming, I don't know. That's, that's only, that's only Kyogo can actually testify whether he was daydreaming or not. But I do agree with you. But what I would say, like I said, he makes so many, his movement's excellent. He makes so many forward runs He does find himself In these kind of Secondary offside positions If he, if he was daydreaming He wouldn't have scored Maybe he came out The daydream view And then just Yeah just at the right, away, right, 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 right Woke up you, you could say And whilst we're on The subject of Kyogo Hugh I mean this is where Social media again A minefield like I say So I've got people tweeting Saying make sure you mention This and they send The clip of Kyogo Where he falls to the ground He's standing with John Suter And he falls down And this is disgraceful cheating and diving and, and make sure you call it out uh-huh. And then I've got people saying Oh actually, look at this Look at this picture of Kyogo He's got a big red mark in his stomach And if you watch it back John Souter's been pinching his stomach uh-huh. And then he falls down I mean I, I'll just let you decide Because I'm, I'm, I'm already going round in circles On, on this the evidence half of six. what you showed Kenny and me Before the programme started John Souter has left his mark on Kyogo what Kyogo has to stop doing is what I referred to earlier in the season as going down like an actor in a spaghetti western. He's forever falling backwards. I don't know what that means, Kenny. I've never watched a western, so I'm, I just, I'm lost. I just yet. turn them off. But you go and watch Clint Eastwood in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and you'll know what I'm I've talking about. I've seen that about. this week in the, in the, in the games. <laughs> so in here. It, he he over dramatizes the moment. But for me, on the evidence of what you showed us earlier on, 
John Souter does nip him in the stomach. Well, but again, I, I don't, I don't know if he does, Kenny, because yeah. I can't see it because I'm behind it and it's pixelated. So don't don't put those words in my mouth. I don't know if he does. What I'm saying is, initially, I'm getting that everyone said this Kyogo's falling over. It's crazy. You've got to stop this guy. He's out of control. And then people have found an image of him where he's lifted his shirt up, and you can see a big red mark in his stomach. It is. Are we in, are we examining this stuff in in detail like never before? Uh, listen, you don't miss a trick now. There is nothing on a football pitch that goes unseen, and then you can draw your own conclusions from five, six different camera angles. By the fans and who are videoing it at the time, you know, there's so many. Again, I must say, once for what you've shown me, the first time you showed me, I was like, I can't believe what's going on here. He's at it again, and then you showed me actually the next one. I thought, oh wait a minute. As John just as John just grabbed him, I don't know. And, and, I genuinely and, and, don't know. And gripped him, so it's uh, again. Without being too graphic, I shudder to think at how many times you have been grabbed in various parts of the body during <laughs> your career. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's maybe the action. After. Yeah, so, 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 so both things can be true then, because yes. do people nip you and so on in the penalty box? Absolutely, but yeah. does that mean you need to fall down? I don't know. Like in the spaghetti western, absolutely <laughs> not. Like it, it, it doesn't need that type of action, you know. So I think both, probably both, uh, statements are correct. There we go. Uh, oh, he's disappeared. He's gone. But Dave, and this this is going to be another. This is a fascinating case study, right? Because Tam was a Celtic fan, and he thought it was blatantly offside. Davy. Is a Celtic fan And you actually don't think He was offside Davey I think it's possible That he was onside um, I think It's the rule not That um, you've got to be Level with the ball Or behind it And um, I mean when I, I heard it in the radio And then when I, uh, I watched it back Last night I thought Oh he's offside Miles offside when I, You know When I initially seen it And then You know I paused it And all that nonsense And when you look at it The ball Sort of goes out it, when the ball's kicked in by the Celtic player, it kind of swings towards the byline and comes back. But when you look at it, Kuyogo looks as if he's in line with the Celtic player and in line with the ball. Um, and I'm just wondering mm. if that's the um, the case he possibly was. David, do you know what's fascinating me now? We've been on air for half an hour now and we've gone over this, was he offside or was he not offside? And you're a Celtic fan, David. For me, the biggest story out of this game is that Ange Postacoglu, a man with a squad that is on the depleted side and needs a big January transfer window, he's going to Dundee United on Sunday and he could be minus Jota, who has been a revelation in a Celtic jersey, Anthony Ralston, who has made this season his own, and Stephen Welsh, who has defended very well for Celtic. All of those players could miss this game and it's taking second place... Yeah. To an oh, endless you, you know that that's the way it works here And we will get on to that stuff We ain't doing this till 8 o'clock We can't, I don't think, for no, anyone's For your sanity, sanity. But m- maybe this is saturation point Kenny, it'll still come up, don't get me wrong But if you've got Davy and Tam Who are both Celtic fans And one of them saying I've looked at it, I've slowed it down I've played it back and he's offside And I've looked at it and, and I've slowed it down I've played it back and, and he's onside what, what do you say to people Without getting inside people's heads And, and changing the way their eyesight works That That is one that Without VAR You're You're, you're done You're never You're never going to reach any Consensus on this Although most people do seem to think it was off But David doesn't Fair enough Without VAR Or without an actual clear Picture along the line And you can stop it at, at, that, at those moments Because Again I, I'd probably disagree with David A wee bit there I think he is ahead of the ball 
uh, I, I think when I've done all my manoeuvring and pausing and stopping and rewinding. I mean, did you pause does, it at the exact right moment? Well, now you've got to bear this I, I paused it where I thought it was right. You know, when I could actually, by the way, get all players in the in mm-hmm. the picture. You know, so it did for me. It did look offside again. I'll go back to it right at the start. It looked offside. It might be marginal. It did look ahead of the ball. Uh, for me, I'd move on for it. It's done. The result was one 0 Celtic got three points, and we, and we move on to the weekend. We move. We, no, no, we, we never move on here. You'll, you've been with us a few yeah. times now. You will yeah. start to get that soon. Uh, stay on the line, Davy, because I'll get your thoughts on this. Ange Postecoglou says they, that he thinks they do have a strong enough squad to cope with injuries. Rogic, Starfelt, Montgomery came through okay after injury layoffs, but as Hugh says, uh, there were a few on the other side of it. For us, a good sign of resilience because um, we obviously lost some key players during the game and. It was Carl Starfeld's first game for five weeks, Tommy Rogic's first game for four or five, and Montgomery first game for four or five. So the fact that they were able to see how the game was positive, but um, obviously we picked up a couple of injuries. Um, I don't know the extent, we'll, we'll find out. <coughs> I'm hoping it's, it's not too serious. Tony's probably the one that's most concerned, because so, you know, for him to come off, I'd assume it's something significant, but we won't know. It's always a worry, but you know that's why we're sort of trying to get players up and running. Um, you know, we've got a little bit more depth now than we have, you know. But we, we cope well with Carl and Tommy being out for such a period. So, you know, if we have to cope with another couple of players, you don't want them to add up, obviously. But, um, you know, I think the squad's in a better position to, to cover absences at the moment. So um, I'm hoping, again, I'm hoping they're not significant, but they are, if they are, they miss a, you know, a couple of games that we've got players who can come in and do a job for us. Davey, are you worried that the players who went off last night, obviously Jota, who's been the main man recently, Anthony Ralston, Certainly coming into that mix How concerned are you? Uh, yeah I'm concerned about Jot, Jot, Jotter and Ralph Since I think the two of them are playing it excellent But I mean that's but you just Celtic just need to um, deal with it uh, Until they get more players in In January I think um, this is a problem for them just now But at the end of the day um, That's football You know You just need to go on with it and do your best And hopefully they'll, they'll win Absolutely Davy. it was a pleasure to speak to you Davy. In East Kilbride 0141951-1025 I'll tell you what Let's tell you about this Before we go any further You think arguing about offsides Is important This is more important Than any of that stuff Cash for kids Mission Christmas Speaking of which Hugh Evans, Even I have a shirt and tie on This evening yes. I'm not trying to copy you We have been At the Cash for Kids lunch And you Were starstruck It eventually happened You've met them all You've seen them all And you were starstruck As everyone knows Dame Vera Lynn sang at the first one That I attended <laughs> But uh, For me That was the best Of all time To Be there When Lewis Capaldi sang What a voice What an entertainer He was sensational And Praise to Amy McDonald as well Because I thought she was in mm. great voice as well Just the best I've been to I'll be honest right? I, I mean, I knew the guy could sing, obviously But I'm too busy worrying about offsides And all that sort of stuff To focus too much on the music side of things But see, being there at this distance yeah, Wow, how impressive was he? Well, you, you know, the, the fact that It was a almost a state secret That Lewis Capaldi was going to be there yeah. When... The name Surprise was announced guest, yeah. I have never seen an audience reaction like that At a Cash for Kids lunch Every female in the place Got up mm. 
And went towards Lewis Capaldi Don't get me wrong I thought you throwing your pants at him Was a bit over over the board But you know It's for the kids At the was, end of the day so attract was, the barman's attention It was for a good cause And we're not done just yet We've got an amazing prize for you to win And you'll make a difference to local children In Glasgow and the West at the same time And you do your bit for the environment A win-win-win That's what we've been calling it all week Thanks to Arnold Clark We've got a brand new 71 plate mini electric In midnight black to be won Wasted on Hugh Evans Because he can't drive uh, But it is a good time To change to electric 2,500 charging points Across Scotland So it is a good time To do that And you would be making A difference Like I say Most importantly To the lives of children In our communities On our doorsteps Who really need your help This Christmas So for your chance To win text MINI to 84901 That's MINI to 84901 The text costs A standard network rate message Plus a voluntary £5 donation So the £5 Every penny of it goes to Cash for Kids And you might win the car I mean, seriously, talk about a win-win Entries close 6pm tomorrow So don't hang about T's and C's are at Clyde1.com And a final reminder That's Mini to 84901 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141-951-1025 on the phones I've had a, a message I'll need to be anonymous Hugh I've had a message in from a top flight assistant referee Right, Not, not, not the top flight assistant referee that everyone's debating and he says uh, Too much emphasis solely on the defender's position And not enough on the position of the ball If he's not ahead of the ball he's onside And he may well be But it's close if that This will be one of the hardest offside calls You will see So just a bit of perspective And by the way I don't think everyone has to agree with that And we could probably go round and round all night I just thought you might like to hear it Do you have any Panadol Kenny with you? <laughs> no, Actually I do have some Just because I thought you might I don't know I thought you might go for it a bit At the Cash for Kids lunch But you were Professional as always A master I think I saw you Accept the um, The welcome drink I think I saw you Oh yeah 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 I was a wee bit worried I thought I've got, this guy's got a job to do tonight But after that Maybe it's Sounds. Consummate professional uh, Right Let's bring in Dags Who is a Rangers fan um, Take it away Dags What's your point tonight? Uh, good, after, good evening To, to all panels uh, uh, My point is uh, about uh, offside, not offside, penalty, not penalty. I'm a Ranger fan, and uh, my grandma used to say all the time that the right is like uh, like your bomb. You, everyone has their own. So <laughs> I think we all should, uh, where the team should play good enough to not worry or re- rely on one or two decision of referee. Uh, if we all look after ourselves, that's that's the main thing, you know. There's always gonna be something like a referee take this decision wrong or that wrong. It's always gonna happen during the season. So just look after ourselves, and that's it. Concentrate on the league. I, I, I like it. I like yeah. the idea, and I I I know the phrase well. Um, you know, opinions are like. <clears throat> yes, exactly. Everyone's got one. Yeah. It Dag like, said bum, which was nice. It's a family show. I appreciate that. Sounds like an old Polish proverb there. Uh, and Dags is quite correct because uh, Hibs sold themselves down the river by the Ryan Portes challenge. Uh, and although the goal that Celtic scored was controversial, Hearts had an mm. hour. An hour of play thereafter And came very very close to equalising yeah, I'm sure Robbie Nielsen would accept that from you um, Dags what about your own team then You're very into focusing on your own team Which is fine by me What's on your mind with regards Rangers at the moment uh, I'm pleased uh, to see what uh, Gio is doing so far 
Uh, yeah, the, the last game, it's uh, not at their best, but I still have faith in, in them. And I'm sure the 56 only is uh, just at the corner for us. <laughs> well, uh, you know, today uh, Rangers are back to four points in front of Celtic. They have Dundee tomorrow on paper. Uh, it looks like four wins out of four for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. We'll see what team Celtic are able to field against Dundee United 24 hours later. Uh, but once again, uh, as Wednesday and Thursday were significant moments in the the title race, Saturday and Sunday will be exactly mm. the same. Let's hear a bit from Giovanni Van Bronker. Says Connor Goldson has um, the, the talks are ongoing about Connor Goldson's potential new deal. Um, he hopes they they will get some positive news in the coming weeks or months, but he hasn't spoken. Spoken to the defender personally uh, about his future yet? No, no. I uh, spoke to Ross about it today. He's still talking with his agents, so uh, you know, uh, no, nothing new. Uh, thing we have to uh, have to say. Still uh, on speaking terms with the agents, so we have to wait. Uh, I think they are talking. You know, uh, of course, I saw reports he rejected the offer, but that is untrue. They're still talking, so. Hopefully we can uh, can have some more news in the in the coming uh, coming weeks or months. You know, it's the first couple of weeks, so for me the most important thing was to know the squad, uh, know the players, and of course uh, you know bring uh, win win games. For me, that was the most important thing. So I get to know the squad a lot better than uh, when I arrived, and uh, of course in the coming days, weeks, I will also speak with the players about their futures. As a man who's had his fair share of contracts and fair share of clubs, Kenny Miller, what do you make of the Conor Goldson situation and what the manager just said about it? Uh, it again, he's, he's not really forthcoming with any great information that, that we all already don't know that, that Conor Goldson's contract's up. He's, the reports were that he was reluctant to sign a, another one, which I think at his age, with the options that are in front of him, listen, he's been a a real success up in up in Glasgow since he came up. This is his fourth year, obviously. So I think he'll be looking at his options by by the the way this is kind of playing out at the moment. He'll be looking at what's on the table in January, potentially pre contracts, probably back down to the Premier League if there's options there. What he needs to decide is what role is he going to take at that club if it's a Premier League club? Does he want to maybe go down there if he's if he's given assurances, which not many people are given, that he's going to be a regular starter. If, or does he want to stay at Rangers? Mm. If he wants to go as a squad player or, or fight for his spot, or does he want to stay and be a regular starter for Rangers and win leagues and, and win trophies and potentially play in the Champions mm. League next year? That's the decision for Conor Goldson, and only he'll make that. What do you think, Dags? Uh, I would like to uh, see him for the, for the at least for the end of this season. Uh, I think he deserved a place in, in the squad. Uh, he did very well last season, scored very important goals. Uh, so I would like to. Just see him definitely next season Well maybe you'll get your wish Dags It was a pleasure to speak to you Thank you for taking the time tonight 01419511025 uh, Hugh I mean the, 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 Nothing There are one or two subjects That, that really get fans going Because fans it's out From the outside Why is this guy not committing his future to this club If that oh. was me I would You know I would be there And I would play for nothing You know that sort of thing Yeah um, I'm sure Kenny can tell us the intricacies of it all and, and trying to weigh up family side of it and, and so on What do you think? There's a supporter's perspective Which is how dare you even think about leaving this club And there's a professional sportsman's perspective Which is I'll wait, I'll see what's around the corner I have plenty of time 
uh, And if something interesting comes up in January Then I'll go uh, It's his life His family His bank balance And the ball is in his court uh, Thanks again to Dags Let's yeah, I think we can squeeze one in before the news Might need to be snappy Frank, take it away uh, How are you doing lad? Good, thank uh, you. The point I'm making is Bobby Madden Last night before the game Celtic supporters were com- coming on the phone slating, slating the guy Saying that he was a range supporter And the, uh, the wee guy Halliday That was his pal Putting pressure uh, What I've got to say is All referees make mistakes They're The same Bobby Madden Made a mistake In the uh, Livingston game at Parkhead When he, he should have gave a penalty For Livingston that went in Celtic's favour. Last night, he made a mistake because it was offside. He's only human. Referees make mistakes. That's my point. Yeah, and this kind of goes back to what I'm saying, Hugh. I, I encourage it. It's, it's what we go around. It's why we love football. We're so passionate about it. If you feel your team's been wronged, mm-hmm. shout from the heavens about it. Fine, I don't have a, a problem with that. But when you start... Trying to come up with these lists And say oh that, this ref always does this against us And then someone Will always turn around and say Oh is that right Well what about that one uh-huh. When he gave you that Or This team gets all of these decisions Oh is that right What about that offside that they got Th- That's just where we get ourselves tied up in it I don't think we ever We ever get anywhere So Yeah yeah. If, if the Celtic fans Or whatever Yeah Frank's right Someone came on and said last night He's Andy Halliday's best mate Yeah I can't believe he's refereeing the game um, it's, and Frank's it, pointing out that he gave the penalty and sent Obelai off against Livingston. We—that's where it gets out of control, doesn't it? Yeah, it's white noise, but unfortunately, white noise is uh, the most commonly heard sound in this country. Uh, if referees are out to get Rangers and/or Celtic, they are making a real poor job of it. This should be good though, because Kenny's not, you know, he's officially not under the the same rules. We could. Do you think we could get Kenny to tell him what ref he thought had it in for him? Would he? Would he? Would you name him? Every single one of them. Come on a Saturday, to be honest. And you know what? As a player, you did go through these 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 moments that you think he never gives me anything, you know. And he actually goes out of his way to infuriate you, you know. And again, only the referees can say. I'm not saying they do or they don't. Go on, give but us a name. Let's say no. I always. <laughs> I'm going to say because he sent me off. And it was a it was a poor decision. I thought because I knew exactly what because again I know what I was doing at the time. And Willie Collum sent me off against Dundee United. The game we won six one, I think. Big boy, they think he scored five that night. Uh, and it, me- it meant I missed the old firm game mm. at, uh, at New Year time. So I didn't like that decision. It, it, every Scottish player who goes to Rangers or Celtic always told me the same thing. Until I joined them, I thought we get nothing against them. And then when I joined them. I thought we were getting nothing against. The oh, so it's teams. actually the wee teams that lose out. I've always thought that. Right, good. I'm glad that I'm glad that you've uh, you've cleared that up for me, Frank. What about your own team? We've been hearing from the manager on Conor Goldson. It's obviously Dundee at home uh, tomorrow. What are you thinking? I think there's going to be movement transfer. I think he's uh, the guy's on his way out. I think if we can get a couple of million pound for him uh, at Christmas, it's two million pound more than we will get in the summer. I think his heart's no re- any any player that comes in at a half time and says at the end of the game the game's gone at three one. I'm just thinking right now, Richard Goff, Terry Butcher, John Brown, these guys would have turfed them out the dressing room. They really would have. 
I mean Hugh Frank makes some interesting points But I'm distracted by another headline That's just popped up on my Twitter feed And it's that Air United goalkeeper Aidan McAdams Has been banned for two matches For throwing toilet roll We can't oh. Wait, Seriously we've, we've, we've done enough controversy Have we not so, At who? Towards fans, fans or that? Oh, okay. Wow what, it's, If ever there was a time for this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Hope it was at least the extra quilted stuff. None of that cheap sandpaper rubbish. Can't be even that. If there was a toilet roll beside him, it must have been thrown at him in the first place. Honestly. Let's play beat the pundit. That sound yeah. good. Just just for two minutes, we'll just take yeah. the sting out of it. We'll play beat the pundit. As if long you, as it's Kenny. If you want to play tonight, it's 01419511025 and you have to call before seven o'clock. It's that simple. <laughs> Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's 01419511025 if you want to get in touch and we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB If you're just joining us I'll give you three guesses what the main talking point's been yeah. yeah, there you go. You got it in one. It's the goal uh, that Kyogo scored for Celtic against Hearts last night. We've heard from Ange Postacoglu, a very unhappy Robbie Nielsen. We did hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst saying Conor Goldson hasn't been offered a new deal but talks are ongoing and hopes for some positive news. So, any thoughts on those or anything else you think we've missed? Now is the time to share it. Let's hear from you. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. I'm still in awe of the week that we've had from the listeners. Tuesday night, a listener came on and got six and battered Gordon DL. I thought, well, we'll never see that again until Wednesday when a guy got seven out of seven. So it's been a tough school for the pundits. Mm. The listeners have been on fire. Let's see what Michael and Postle Park's got. Hi, Michael. Hi, uh, how's it going? Not bad. How are you? Nah, I know bad Have you got a 6 or a 7 in your locker? Yeah, I don't know about that Well listen, if you're up against Hugh Sometimes a 3 is enough to win <laughs> So you might be okay Heads it's Hugh And tails it will be Kenny Miller What's your record to play many times? Have we you had? know the record No, I don't need 2 for 2 2 for 2, okay Let's see, tails it's Kenny And it is as well Let's see if we can make it 3 from 3 It's Kenny up against Michael So we'll give Kenny some Clyde 2 to listen to So that he doesn't hear what you're saying Michael I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock and I think you'll know the drill, but it's fairly straightforward. Just answer as many questions right as you can, and if you don't know it, pass quickly and we'll get through to the next one, okay? Yeah. Let's go. 30 seconds. The time starts now. Who scored Celtic's late winner against Lazio in Rome in 2019? Uh, in Cham. Which Rangers manager signed Martin Waghorn and James Tavernier? What button? Which side finished bottom of Scotland's World Cup qualifying group? Austria. Which Scottish Championship side does Ollie Shaw play for? Amama. Name the only Greek player who's played in the Scottish Premiership this season. Marcus. Who's the top scoring Scotsman in the top flight this season? Um, pass. Okay, let's bring Kenny back. Kenny, can you hear us? Got us now. You know, that was a right. long 30 seconds, man. Oh, can we? Just Come on, now. I've timed that for Honestly. 42 there, I think. That's because. Michael and I were talking about you for uh, about I'm a minute sure before we started. Lose, lose 100% Are you ready? I'm ready to Let's go. Let's go. Who scored Celtic's late winner against Lazio in Rome in 2019? Uh, Edward. Which Rangers manager signed Martin Waghorn and James Tavernier? Mark Warburton. Which side finished bottom of Scotland's World Cup qualifying group? Pass. Which Scottish Championship side does Ollie Shaw play for? Come on, Name the only Greek player who's played in the Scottish top flight this season. 
Pass Who's the top scoring Scotsman In the Scottish Going top to flight this season Which Dundee striker Has scored in their Danny last Mullen. three What nationality Is Livingston's Keegan Jacobs South African Interesting game that one What do you think Michael I think that could be a draw You know Michael got some that Kenny didn't get Kenny got some that Michael didn't get oh, pff, I like uh, that I like end to end stuff As they would say oh, here That's poor that Moldova It was Moldova actually But we'll get to that uh, None of you got it I've just spoiled question three Anyway Celtic's late winner Was Olivier Cham uh, And Michael being a Celtic fan Got it right So he's one in front You both knew Waghorn and Tavernier Were Warburton signings uh, None of you knew Moldova That finished bottom so Michael stays one in front Ollie Shaw plays for Kilmarnock You got that didn't you? Yep. You both got that uh, So Stays one in front Giacomakis is the only Greek Who's played in Michael got it oh, And he goes two in front However <laughs> Tony Watt is the top scoring Scotsman In fact he's joint top overall I think Kyogo yep. pulled level with him Last night Does Kyogo get that one taken off him? Because No, I won't, no. I, won't, I won't open that can of worms uh, So Kenny pulls one back Danny Mullen has scored in Dundee's last three He's level with you Michael And he got uh, one more question in And I can't believe it's gone to the former Livingston manager Keegan Jacobs is South African Kenny Miller has scored a 98th minute winner Michael That was a no good way, effort he got four. <laughs> He's come back from nowhere to beat you 5-4 Michael I'm gutted for you It was a good effort Give it another go effort. Well done Michael Unlucky lad Ah, next time <laughs> <laughs> Michael's raging Understandably so By the way I'm on file End of Get the passes in quickly That's the key Yeah I mean There's on fire And then there's winning Despite not knowing Moldova mm. Not knowing Jackimakis Not knowing Livy and Champ oh, Listen Who am I to take away A victory yeah. from you yeah, Listen That's it They all count They all count Did you work with Keegan Jacobs I did yes <sighs> Honestly <sighs> That was still a guess It was still a was guess it? Of, Yeah <laughs> Plucked out from it uh, Backy beyond there There we go We had Tony Watt on the other night Actually He, he came him, on the yeah. phone as the, At that point He was the top scorer in the league By the way What a wonderful finish it was, was it? There. He interrupted yeah. folding his bed clothing Or something Yeah he said something like that yeah. It makes a change from him Playing the Playstation So I guess it was a A nice change Andy Haldy talked about Buying railway Model railway sets On Monday it's night It's modern it's player like, Hugh They're just different from your day Life in the know, fast lane With these guys Strange uh, What about those conditions though Tuesday night Oh my goodness It looked uh, <laughs> wild that's what it was Wild but There's actually some decent football playing Like I say That the goal was worthy of winning any game Yeah it was, it was It's was. it been some week Like we said When we kicked it off I don't know Was How close was Motherwell Dundee United to, to not making it to its conclusion It did get there Motherwell won Then we went on to uh, Wednesday night And there were lots of big results And big talking points Easter Road of course And then last night It's been quite the midweek So we're on to the weekend already Really 01419511025 um, let's hear from Jordan Who's a Rangers fan from Fife What's your point tonight Jordan? Oh, good evening gents Evening Kenny Hi, Evening here Hi. Evening Gordon Hi. Kenny imagine you could pass that quick when you played <laughs> That's a fair <laughs> point I only played one and two touch I always pass quick <laughs> You needed uh, rid of it Jordan I think that's why Ah uh, well that's debatable Anyway <laughs> On the on, on the Golden point um, I think we should just let him go in January I think he's been terrible since the start of the season and even worse since Gerard left. Um, his mistakes, are, they're contagious. The whole defence seem to be seem to be catching whatever he's got and, and the defence is rocky as anything. Um, I think we should recall Katic in January um, and maybe invest in one or two till Hillander's back to fitness, but let him go in January because his head's not at the club and 
no player, and I don't know what Kenny thinks, but no player is bigger than the club. And I think um, he's trying to hold the club ransom at the moment and make himself bigger than the club. And, well, thinks he's bigger than the club. I mean, everyone's open to the, you know, fine to give their opinion. Only Conor Goldson could answer that. I think that that's fair to say, or maybe one or two others. Um, what do you make of, of Jordan's point generally? Uh, I think if if he is going to go, it would be best for the for the football club probably in a financial terms. But again, it would depend on who else is available. Are they looking to strengthen? Have they got targets that they could potentially bring in to replace him? Because Conor Goldson has been an absolute mainstay since he came to the club three and a half years ago. So it would be a big loss in that respect. Again, on the on the point that Jordan made, he has not been at his best this year, as like the rest of his, his teammates for that matter. But it's uh, it would be a big loss. It would need to be replaced. So whether that's Katic or whether that is through investment, which may or may not be there, who knows? Mm. But uh, I can't actually disagree with too much of the, the points that Jordan's made, to be honest. I don't think he's holding Rangers to ransom because Ross Wilson spoke this week about various categories that players fall into. Uh, if Rangers... Uh, feel they're being held to ransom Then they'll just tell them to forget about that And just go anyway I think it's become a convoluted situation Because of what he said at half time In the Hibs game at Hamden Fans are now less forgiving Than they were With regard to Conor Goldson But I do think that he, as Kenny said He's been a mainstay Unfortunately while the contract talks Have become public His form has publicly dipped At the same time so it's become a convoluted situation But he's not holding on to ransom He's exercising his option To stay still Consider what's in the future for him And make a decision based on what he fancies most And on that as well Three and a half years ago he comes from Brighton He's obviously a third or fourth, cho- third or fourth choice for Brighton He's got a chance to come to Glasgow Rangers And work with Stephen Gerrard He takes that Well a lot of times passed since then And a lot of players have come through the door as well And players here Through mm-hmm. agents Through teammates say, what This guy's on get, earning this amount of money This guy's earning that amount of money I would not be surprised if he's also looking at That there's potentially some bigger earners at Ibrox Who are sitting watching On the subs bench most weeks and Conor Golson feels I am a mainstay I am a very important player And I deserve to be paid The same as these guys mm. Yeah I mean Jordan this is one of the great Sort of Speculations about football Because You And, and loads like you I'm not saying you're wrong Well Look at the, the fact Which is that Conor Goldson's contract is, is running out And you will judge That his Performances haven't been up to scratch again I don't think you're alone in that And you, You'll think the two are linked how confident are you that, or is there such a thing as coincidence? No, I think they're definitely linked. His head, he doesn't seem, his head doesn't seem to be in the game as such. Yeah, they've got to be linked. I don't think he played so well last season, and this arises. There's no way that such a drastic change can happen. It has to be. I'm sure it has to be related to the uh, to the contract. Uh, can I make a second point on it? Yeah, absolutely, uh, but I think Kenny's. I was just going to ask you, John. Could you not say that the same about maybe another four or five players in that in regards to the levels that they were at last year to uh, to the levels that they're showing this year? Potentially, but then I I, I said I think uh, Goldson's situation is becoming contagious in the club, whereas his situation is affecting other people, which is affecting their game. That's what I think the whole problem. So it's just is. Conor Goldson's fault then. <laughs> Conor yeah. Goldson's a lot to blame. Yeah. Kenny, just generally, because this, this doesn't answer whether it's the case for Conor Goldson. Did you feel your performances were ever affected by a contract situation? No. No? 
in a word. And did you sense that it was possible for some of your teammates? Listen, everybody's different. So again, that's why I would not disagree because mm. only Connor, only, only Connor Goldson or any other individual that that's thrown at can answer that question. Uh, again, I can't disagree too much. For me, no, it never. For others, absolutely, I think it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting one. Uh, what, what was your other point, Jordan? Do you think Rangers have potentially put a clause in Gerard's leaving contract that he couldn't take anyone in January, mm. and that's why Rangers are saying now nah, we don't need to sell in the next window, and that's they're not because they know after January then he can come in and take them. I think he's put a, they've mm. put a clause in to stop them coming for Kent and such like that. That that's why this, maybe all this could be arising again, Hugh. I'm. I've asked some of the ex-pros and managers and stuff on the show over the piece that that, that 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 in their mind is entirely possible. It could be something. But again, whether that's linked to Jordan's reference of Rangers saying they don't need to sell or not, then yeah. they, they could there be two separate things. There's a lot of other could come in and buy the yeah. post as well, by yeah. the, not just Villa. I, get, I, I don't think that privately Rangers will have been all that impressed by the manner of Steven Gerrard's departure. Therefore... If they can avoid selling him players, they will avoid doing so. Uh, It's a strange situation at Rangers. They have losses. They have to rely on soft loans to get to the end of the season. Uh, And yet they say at the same time they don't need to sell players, which seems to me illogical. Well, yeah, but at the same time that 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 funding gap's been plugged by directors like it has been previously. So it might not be the way that you think is absolutely ideal or, or the way that you would do it or whatever but there's an explanation there a, yeah, yeah but there are better business models however to to go back to the case of Aston Villa Stephen Gerrard and Rangers if Rangers can avoid selling a player to Aston Villa they will I think and you have Ross Wilson's word for it that uh, selling players is not uppermost in their mind So I don't think again they will go from Ibrox in January uh, Thank you Jordan Some interesting stuff 01419511025 Let's bring in Ross Who's a Celtic fan From Drumchapel I think we've almost got round all the, the Sort of controversial moments From last night Ross What about the injuries And the, the guys that went off How concerning was that for you? Uh, I think We're going to miss um, Ralston and Jota because I don't think we've got as much cover in defence areas and especially up front. Because if Kyogo if Kyogo gets injured, we've only got Ralston. Uh, no, sorry, Gio Marcus, um to cover him. Mm-hmm. Really, so I don't. I think that's an area that in January Portugal is going to have to look at. Yeah, Kenny, what did you make of that? We fall into the trap when you're watching telly You do the old diagnosis from the couch I mean it looks like Jota's hamstring It looks like he pulled it And if that is the case I don't know What's the best case scenario A couple of weeks Best case scenario is a It's cramp Well yeah yeah <laughs> Worst yeah. case he's, he's got a grade 3 You know which could be 10-12 weeks I would probably put it somewhere To the lower grade mm. uh, I, I would say Again what do I know That's like yeah, you say sure. All you're doing is yeah, I mean given at, his influence That's been That would a be a huge loss. one wouldn't it It'd be a huge loss I mean again the time of the James Forrest coming back Obviously would, would help mm-hmm. with that But if I if I was a Celtic fan Having you on one side and, and having James Forrest on the other It would be Again as a striker you, It's mouthwatering To have these when two guys mean, supplying you When you consider the month That Celtic have in front of them I mean it's a cup final In a fortnight's time yeah. uh, So last night I could hardly believe it when I was looking at the game on television that player after player going down and having to be taken off and I thought this is potentially 
disastrous for Celtic. So we'll have to see uh, what the team looks like at Tannadice on Sunday. Uh, and by then, we should have been given some kind of prognosis where Yorta, Ralston and Welsh are concerned. Mm. But three players in one night, that that really was a setback for Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, I think Celtic were down, well are down for nine games in December, Kenny. And I know that can be the same. Hibs are going to have something similar. Um, but as Ross says, that this is about cover. And I'd imagine if you're a, a Motherwell fan, St Mirren, whatever, you'd listen to this, you'd go, hey, very good. Well, yeah. think about the, the finances. We've got to try and build a strong enough squad. Celtic and Rangers can stockpile loads of players and all that stuff. But given the rebuild Celtic have had, they, they just don't have the... What's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the backup isn't... The strength and depth is not as deep. It's yeah. as simple as that. The strength and depth is. I mean, I'm just actually going now uh, through through their backline. Who who potentially could be if if Carter Vickers is back? I'm sure he'll just come straight in for Welsh. Uh, it might need to be Montgomery. Might need to start or Beaton could come back. Mm-hmm. I've got his Beaton injured as well. No, no, he, he came so, on. So, didn't he? He, so he could go back at centre back as well, depending on what goes on there. So there is cover again. Jota would be the one. You know, he would be the one. Now, now James Forrest back again. Mikey Johnson's back as well. You've got a badder who's actually played quite a bit this season as well. So there is cover there, but it's no like for like cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the the, um, the return of of Starfield? He got man of the match on the television last night. Ross, does that fill you with confidence? Is that something you were pleased to witness? Yeah, um, it's pleasing to see Starfield back. Just when Starfield got injured, um, Patrick Ogle said he saw in the interview he wanted to rest him, he wanted to rest uh, Rodgers, but he'd not had the cover to be able mm-hmm. to do that. So yeah, you're right. I think that's a message to the board to actually say, I need the money to bring in players. Yeah, I'm not sure he made the same link yet with Jota Hugh, but it would be interesting to get you know, the thoughts on it. Look, injuries can happen. Kenny would, uh-huh. would tell you that, but Ange Postecoglou did mm. say Ross is right. You know, he, he he had wanted to rest Rogic, and then he got injured, and he had wanted to rest Starfield, and then he got injured. I wonder if Jota does fall into that. But players are coming back. Was that the best you've seen, Carl Starfield, last night, or or up there? Best game, yeah, in a Celtic jersey. Um, for me on Saturday. Um, was it Sunday? Celtic played Aberdeen? Sunday I lose track to be honest I think it yeah. was Sunday uh, I, I thought they were laboured uh, Particularly in the second half uh, I thought that Half an hour to go last night They were looking weary uh, So They've had a Tremendous schedule Of European Cup And domestic matches And I think it's beginning to take It's mm. toll of players uh, And that's why I say to, to watch three going off the park I thought this is a big win for Celtic But my my The cost So he's got an awful lot to do In terms of getting players Ready Fit Healthy And in the team Ange Postacoglu Every win's a big win Kenny But I wonder if Did they both feel like big wins For, for Glasgow's big two Because Rangers clearly weren't at their best I don't think anyone would have grudged Hibbs a point Out of the game Get a penalty late on Win the game Celtic as Hugh says you know, Players forced off There is the element of controversy Hearts gave it a, a bit of a go At the end the, the, although, although we're still you know, In December And as you said earlier I think nothing's won But had Celtic Dropped points last night And fallen six or seven points Behind Rangers Or similarly If, if, you know, if Rangers hadn't Got the victory they, It could have been Pivotal moments Did they feel like Big victories? Absolutely Because it's, 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 the, it's the classic Psychology Of being a Rangers Or Celtic player Or, or a Rangers Celtic fan For that matter you go into a game, Rangers play first, so you've got the opportunity 
to go and put a little bit more daylight between mm-hmm. you and your rival and also a set of pressure on the game the following night. And then night. it's the same this weekend, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. So, you've then got Rangers get the late penalty and I've been in the situation sitting watching the games and thinking, oh, there's going to be two points dropped here or, and then you get a late goal. It can be a bit of a body blow, you know? So now... Rangers, who weren't great, by the way, on Wednesday, and Hibs absolutely deserved a point. Mm-hmm. There's no getting away from that. But they've got the job done. Yep. That's some three point, another three points ahead, which was seven points. Celtic now go into the game, and they must win. Because if they do fall back, like mm-hmm. you say, there's been a lot of momentum built up with Celtic over the last month or so, and a lot of positive surrounding Angels. And it can team, change so quickly, and can't it? Can. It? Had that not went their way, and it was seven points, six points of a gap... Uh, it, it can turn, yeah. and momentum can turn. Particularly that team, and even just on the injuries, if you look at it, it's younger players, you know, it's young players who might never have been asked to go and go again mm-hmm. and go again under that type of pressure, you know. So it's not nice to see people getting injured and like you say, for Celtic particularly at the back, that they have had they have had issues this year. There's a kind of psychological blow to it, Kenny, as you know. I mean Yota has along with Kyogo, uh, they have been the two brightest lights for Celtic since the yeah. season began. Uh for two Celtic, the brightest lights in the league, I would say as yeah. well, yeah. So for Celtic to lose Yota uh, for a period of time, which may include a cup final, would be a real psychological blow. Thank you, Ross. That was Ross Indram Chapel. This is a great time to call 01419511025. You could be up next if you do. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevens are in the building If you want to speak to them on the phones The number you need is 0141 951 1025 If you want to tweet you can do that At Clyde SSB As lots of people uh, have been doing this evening We've still got plenty of time left We're here until just before 8 And there are other huge games Coming up this weekend Looking forward to tomorrow And by the way It's our sports auction Tomorrow oh, Hugh yes. On one hand I'm hugely excited And we raise lots of great funds For children who need it the most And on the other I can't believe it's been a year Since the last one So I'm feeling quite strange about that Spoke to a man at the Cash for Kids lunch today Who has donated a very special prize For tomorrow That's all I'm saying oh, Good okay Stay tuned for that But St Johnson, Ross County Aberdeen, St Mirren Rangers, Dundee and Hibs Motherwell uh, Your Saturday offering And then on to Sunday the 5th Great day in the calendar Dundee United v Celtic And Livy against Hearts Big championship games as well Lots to look forward to As you look down the divisions Let me give you Tonight's teaser uh, I like this one Kind of topical um, You're going to have to Be um, On the ball with this one Right this has been sent in uh, By Stephen in Kirkcaldy Thank you to Stephen Who says 10 players who are still in the top flight In Scotland Have scored every penalty They've taken this season so I mean it, it might only be one I guess But there are 10 players Still in the top flight in Scotland And they've scored every penalty they've taken this season Liam Boyce Absolutely not Juranovic Yes Juranovic how many has he taken in Three. the league two? Boyce has missed yeah. two I think Oh uh, Juranovic yes um, Ruff Ruff yes How many has he taken one or two? Two I think maybe Three actually Three for Ruff yep any more? Any more, Hugh? Jamie McGrath? Yes, he's good from the spot, isn't he? Jamie McGrath of St Mirren. Okay, we'll leave it there. I'm confident you'll get them all. Um, you've got three so far. We're looking for ten players still in the top flight who've scored every penalty they've taken this season. Juranovic, Ruth McGrath, seven more. We will get them before the end of the show. Before we bring in Graham in the East End, what else jumps out at you two tomorrow? 
Big game for me uh, St Johnston Ross County St Johnston uh, Two time cup winners Last season Many people thought Callum Davidson Should have been Manager of the year Then players go From the club And It's all gone Pear shaped For St Johnston uh, And They're playing A Ross County side Who are now Just Inch by inch Game by game I'm trying to sound Like Al Pacino here Inch by inch uh, they're fighting their way off the bottom of the league. Uh, that, for me, has the potential to be a very crucial afternoon for Callum Davison. Yeah, Hibs Motherwell's fascinating, Kenny, because you've got a Hibs side who understandably feel good about themselves for getting to the League Cup final, but they've won one league game in seven and they've lost the other six. But they did pretty well the other night, and as you said, probably worth a draw. So, where are they at? I mean, if they then. Can't win that one at home to Motherwell That's that's a really, really poor league run If, if not already It's already a poor yeah. league run It was it was before the win last week against St Johnston And it still is now after losing on Wednesday night Albeit after a really, really decent performance I thought And they definitely deserve to get something out of the game But again, they've lost it Again, at home to Motherwell Who are quite a strange team as well They had some fantastic results against Hearts and Aberdeen And they absolutely got annihilated mm-hmm. up at Dens by Dundee so this is another game against one of the bigger teams, you would say, in the in, in the country. So it'll be really interesting to see how they turn up and how they perform. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting fixture card. Aberdeen, St Mirren, looking forward to that one as well. And of course, there's been lots of talk about the likes of Rangers against Dundee. Let's bring in Graham, who is a Rangers fan from the East End. Give us your brief thoughts on tomorrow first, Graham. I know you'll have a, a main point, but at home to Dundee, is that a fixture that gives you any cause for concern or a straightforward one? That's actually a good question. Um, it should it should be a straightforward one, and I'm sure you guys will agree, especially Kenny. We were in the, the famous... Uh, yeah, was it, was it Dundee? You're right. Yeah, I've remembered that spell. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it should be comfortable. 110%. Should be. But this is the reason I phoned in. There's, there's a couple of points I'd like to make, if you don't mind. You know, there's a lot of people who's been phoning in tonight in regards to uh, Golden. Now, I liked what you said. You, you, you'll never sing Hal Pacino. I don't think you'll look like him either. Anyway, <laughs> I agree <laughs> with you there, Graham. Sorry, sorry. I was just that was in my notes. I'm looking at it. It wasn't in my head. But um, is, it, is it just is it just Golden? Because I I don't think it is. There was a couple of callers on two three two three calls ago uh, before me. Sorry. And I think he hit the nail on the head that there is definitely unrest. Um, has that been prior to Jared leaving or when still Jared was there? That's my first point. So I'll, I'll come back to you in the, in the second one. Yeah, Kenny, what do you think? I think he's, I think, so, so I, asked, I asked Jordan, I think it was mm-hmm. Jordan was the caller. I asked Jordan the, the same question. I don't think that can solely be levelled at Conor Goldson. Uh, Ryan Kent wasn't at the same levels at the start of the season, then he gets injured. I would say Borna Barisic has not been at the same level. Again, being injured. Tavernier and that, that wee relationship on the right hand side of the defence, Tav and, and, and Golson wasn't. There was a lot of kind of wee incidents that led to goals down that side. Uh again, even even guys like Devo uh is maybe not being at the same levels. And for me it's all it is all connected because 
they are very, very good players, but they're, they're also a really good team. So because there's a few that are maybe not mm. there, I think it does affect others. So, no, I think it's harsh on goals, and I, I, I really do, just to solely blame him. Like in Jordan was saying, everything was his fault, mm. you know, because he's no signed his contract. That's It's actually rubbed off on other people, and that's the, that's the reason they mm. weren't performing. So, yeah, I think it's, it's pretty harsh just to solely blame him. At the same time, though, Graham, I'm interested in the, the sort of mood that, that, that you have surrounding your team because it is a four-point lead at the top through in Europe. Maybe the defence would look all, all round a bit more stable If Philip Hillander was available You know that, that could have a knock on effect Not only in terms of him playing But the impact he might have on those around him And Why why do you seem so concerned about it all When the overall picture doesn't look too bad? I'll, t- I'll tell you why And I, I spoke to producer Ross in great depth Is it Ross? Yeah? Yes Yeah I spoke to him in great depth about it How many people has partnered Goldson this season you've got a young guy at 22 who's a left back and he's come in the last two games in my opinion Hugh and Kenny and yourself might agree outstanding and he's not he's not a, he's not a centre half so Katic should be recalled in my opinion so that so you ask that I'm concerned because Goldson's head's not there but Kenny was bang on what he said there you've got Ken this, this is unrest since Gerrard's left correct me if I'm wrong and I think I'll have to jump in there, Graham, because I don't think it is. I, th- I think these these lads have not been really playing as well, even even prior to, to, to Gerard leaving. Sorry, sorry, before Gerard leaving. So one every game since. Yeah, and well, exactly. They've won again. The performances have not have not been. And this is something that I've been saying quite. I've been banging this drum on the show that they're not playing at the top of their game, but they're getting the job done. And that's the sign of a, a team. Like, yeah, you can you can we can say anything negative towards them about oh they're not doing this, they're not doing that. But by the way, they're winning games of football when they're, they're they are not at their best. Do you think, especially when you go to Hibs, right? Because you've got Hibs are what on their day are one of the better teams in the league. You're going to what's supposedly a tough away venue. That outcome the other night, that performance and, and needing the late penalty. You do that at home to Dundee. That's probably seen as a bit more concerning. But there are going to be times in the league where you're going to need to go to Easter Road or Pretoria or Tynecastle and maybe get Mind it out. done that way. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, let me just make a point as well. Connor Goldson saved a certain goal the other night. By the way, it's across the it's across the goal, and he defends it. He could easily have put that in, in his own goal. That is a that's a match winning a, a, a moment in the game where he that that goes across. You've got Nisbet's behind Connor Goldson ready to tap it in and go and celebrate with the Hibs fans. But it, how he how he dealt with, it, I think he even went with the wrong foot. But he managed to get to clear that ball and just deflect it ever so slightly away for Kevin Nisbet. You know, so it's uh, I, I think it's harsh on, on Connor Goldson. Has he been at his levels? No. Is there a number of other Rangers players who have probably not been at the levels? Absolutely. But they're getting the job done and they're still top of the league. I'll give you the final say, Graham. I kind of agree to disagree. It wasn't about Connor Goldson. It was about a few players and Kenny did touch on them. So my, my final point is what happened, right? Okay, I'll leave this with you. If I can jump back in, I can. What, what happened if you didn't get that penalty, Kenny? Well, it, it would have maybe been 0-0 uh, It might have went 1-0 Hibs It might have finished 2-0 to Rangers You just never know with that But it was a penalty I think we can agree with that And you know what? We're talking about certain players Who might not have been at the levels If you get Ryan Kent on the ball Facing a defender up He's back to his own goal In the box These types of things can happen Because he is one of the best players in the league He's going at uh, defenders 1v1 He's so sharp He's got the step over He's got the drop of the shoulder And that's exactly what he done for the penalty Listen, was there minimal contact? I think there was But it was a, it was a penalty Let's squeeze in one more Thank you, Graham. Mark is in Port Glasgow Take it away, Mark How we doing, guys? How are you? How doing, you? How you all well, lads? Yeah, good, thanks um, Just in regard to the, you know, the calls tonight 
I've got I've got slightly different theory on you know the whole Steven Gerrard debacle, obviously Conor Goldson etc. I think you know number one, I played football, so sometimes through coaching, Steven Gerrard was there for three and a half years, and sometimes you know it's like things get stale. You stop, you know, you get train every day, three years, and it's the same sort of system that four, three, three etc. And sometimes as a as a, as a player, Kenny, you'll probably know this as well. You switched off. You switched off to certain managers after a while because you know it, it does get scaled in the same things over and over again. And the fourth thing for me definitely wasn't working, um, and with no plan B, which was very frustrating to watch. Um, Conor Goldson, in, in my opinion, alongside Hollander, is probably the best partnership. Hollander's the old-fashioned sort of Richard Goff type defender who will throw his head, his face, anything at the ball to block it. And I think the two of them complement each other well. Um, last year Conor Goldson was absolutely immense he's let his contract run down it might be affecting him you know and I know a lot of Rangers fans feel, feel you know in, in that way but for a long time it wasn't just Conor Goldson I don't think great, like guys like Glenn Kamara uh, to name but a few uh, Ryan Kent have not played anywhere near the levels they played that last year and last year is gone now I don't even think about last year but Conor Goldson I think what annoys me about him is the fact we took that guy from obscurity of football, you know, I think he was fourth or fifth choice at Brighton, he had a condition with his heart, you know, and if you look at his games per ratio when he joined Rangers, he played some of the games for a guy with a heart condition, you know, and heart problems and stuff, and I commend him for that, and I commend him for what he's done for Rangers, but I just think the fact that we took him from obscurity and he's played one of the biggest clubs you're, you're annoyed Hugh Keevans Mark Brighton's his English team Obscurity <laughs> An English Premier League team Called Brighton and Hove Albion Obscurity Anyway I have one Non-negotiable theory On what happened At Rangers Ten in a row The stopping of ten in a row Was regarded as The meaning of life And once it was achieved I think Stephen Gerrard Subconsciously thought Right It's time for me to look Further ahead here And he wanted out of Rangers I believe, and he said it in his Villa press conference, I had a remit at Ibrooks and I fulfilled the remit. I'm not sure if his attitude rubbed off on the players, but coincidentally, they were not as good as they had been the season before, the season of stopping 10 in a row. It is Rangers' great good fortune that Stephen Gerrard finally got his wish and bolted out the door at Ibrox, let's be honest. As soon as he knew there was a chance he was off, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst was available. China had not worked out because of the COVID epidemic, came back to his family in the Netherlands, and Rangers come up. And I think Rangers have got lucky by having Giovanni Van Bronckhurst there. I think performances will pick up in the well, fullness of time. Able, you need to be able to have a process in place to attract these guys. And yeah. get, I know what you mean. They, they, like it's, it's easier yeah. if you're out of work. But yeah. as we've seen in this city, just because a manager's out of work doesn't mean you always get them. No, but performances will pick up in the fullness of time. Rangers have played three games uh, since mm. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst took over. And you can see that there is a, a, a marked improvement. That will continue He's got his Brighton strip on under his shirt, Mark, so he's, he's not letting you away with that one. Thank you, though, Mark, in Port Glasgow. We will have to leave it there. We're a bit late for this. Quickly, any more? We're looking for 10 players who've scored every penalty they've taken this season. Some of these are clever because a lot of them have only taken one. You've Suter. got Ruth McGrath, Juranovic, Suter. Suter. Yes, well done. Hugh? 
Um, Boyle. Four from four, top of the list. Yeah. I'll take a guess from you, Hugh. No, you won't. Okay, five down, five to get. We'll get them next. Let me give you another reminder of this. <laughs> Cash for Kids, Mission Christmas. I have to say, I can't go any further. I can't mention Cash for Kids once more without revisiting uh, a story that we told on air last night, Kenny. I think you'll appreciate this, right? So today I went, we went to Cash for Kids lunch. I put a bit on the Instagram story, as you do on the social media. And so many people were replying in reference to what happened on last night's show. So Gordon DL, right? The boss in here texted him the other day and said, Friday, Gordon, we've got a space. Are you up for coming to the CFK lunch? The cash for kids lunch And he phones him Two seconds later And says What the Would I want to go to KFC With you for <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> So we're all in stitches Thinking of it It's the most typical thing ever So as I said When I put it on Instagram today It shows you how many people Are listening Hugh yeah. Because the amount of people That replied saying That looks like a fancy KFC Nice to see KFC's been done Where's the colonel Where's your boneless banquet All the rest of it All because that dafty Can't read three letters In the correct order So there we go Uh, But it has been an exciting weekend Trying to do our bit To raise money Mission Christmas in full flow and we've got that amazing prize to win you It's uh, to give you hopefully it's the brand new 71 plate mini electric in midnight black you donate £5 to cash for kids you might win the mini and of course you'll be doing your bit for the environment as well so it's it's all there for your chance to win text mini to 84901 that's mini to 84901 the text costs a standard network rate message plus your voluntary £5 donation to cash for kids now every single penny of it and I mean that I couldn't say it if I didn't mean it every single penny goes towards children on our doorstep that really need your help so the entries close at 6pm tomorrow full T's and C's go to Clyde1.com mini to 84901 you might as well do it right now and we'll take more of your calls next number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde1 super scoreboard I'm feeling confident. I feel like Hugh Evans he's benefited from having Kenny Miller alongside him. They make a good team. Other and in other ways of saying it is Kenny gets all the answers and Hugh is Jamie McGrath. You did, you did to be fair, which was a good shout. On the full time teaser, I remember if you want to hear your question used, because that's the beauty of it, you send them in and we see if these guys can come up with the answers. It's full time at Clyde1.com. Full time at Clyde1.com. That's the address. And tonight's question is this ten players who've scored every penalty they've taken. In the Scottish top flight this season That might be that they've only taken one uh, Martin Boyle, Kamal Roof, John Souter Jamie McGrath and Josip Juranovic Any more during the break? Tavernier Yes, he's one from one And Tony Watt Yes, he went from a bit further out the other night As I like to remind producer Callum Dundee United fan who was at the game First time he's seen his team in two years, Hugh oh. Hope he enjoyed it um, Got a soaking and a drubbing Three more to get Any that spring to mind? Sean Rooney? No I'm Keep thinking, him away from uh, the... Did McGregor take one for Celtic? No No, not in the league I don't think Oh, He, he missed one as well didn't he? When did he miss one? Anyway, he's not on the list okay. That's all you need to know Okay, I, I, like I say I'm backing you to get At least a couple more of these Three to go Between now and the end of the show Let's bring in Jim Who is a Celtic fan Jim, invariably, uh, as you would expect, a lot of the show spent on offside decisions. What did you make of the performance overall, though? Last night, I thought the performance was absolutely excellent, especially in the first half. And I'm, but then again, I'm reading the papers today, and I, I'm beginning to wonder I was in the game last night. 
some of the reports. I read the report in the Sun. It's unbelievable how hearts were. And, you know, very, very unlucky not to get a result here and that. They stayed in the game. They were the same as, not just as bad as Aberdeen were on Saturday about wasting time. It was about 10 minutes before uh, Hearts started wasting time last night. And I, I said it on Saturday and all. And I heard a few saying that they're up in the hangway and they don't see it or hear it. I said, well, they must be. If they were at that game on Saturday with Aberdeen and they didn't see the wasting time for the outset of the game. But anyway, it just it wasn't just as bad last night, but it was. But I thought my team were okay. There was controversy about the goal. We were probably touching goal. I thought at the time it looked all right. I've watched it at the telly, and I, if it had been given against you, you'd just have to accept it. But so if I'd already known the papers and the big headlines about they're getting robbed and that, I go back to the first game at uh, Tynecastle. Celtic had a perfectly good goal ruled out for offside. Perfectly, it was shown. It was probably about two feet on on side. There was no doubt about it. But Ange did the, the our manager didn't kick up the way the Hearts manager did and got all the publicity as if Celtic were lucky last night. I thought Celtic actually played really well last night, especially in the defence. Hearts. I was looking at the the, the stats. You know, mm-hmm. Celtic had seventy one percent of the play. But another start I noticed, and this is a start I've been watching all season. Celtic maybe having 71, 72% of the possession and play, mm-hmm. and yet they've got more fouls again against them. Now that doesn't add up in any other week. Usually the team that's got all the possessions get less fouls against them. But that's maybe my paranoia coming in, as you would say. Well, it would just be a strange time to mention it if you've pretty much admitted that Celtic got a goal that shouldn't have stood. I didn't say it should have stood. I said it was touch and go. Ange Post to me it went to on. But the point is, Hans Pond could the, the Hearts manager Hearts got a goal that shouldn't have stood. But my manager didn't kick up the way Hearts manager didn't go the publicity. Oh, just, just, robbed them. just before you go too far down that line, Ange Postacoglu recently came out and said he would never speak about referees. Uh, and he has always been true to his word. He made that comment in response to Ian Bankier, the Celtic chairman, saying at the club's AGM that referees were always a source of concern to Celtic. And I think that's where Jim's getting it. It's time to stop talking about referees. Give Ange Postacoglu the credit he is due for the four months' work he's put in and see how he gets on in this month of heavy fixtures and heavy injuries. I mean, Jim's right. There were lots lots of the ball, lots of chances. What... The last thing we said on last night's show, Kenny, was James Forrest. It happened literally as the show was finishing. So I, I said that that you know that could be miss of the season when he hits the post. But it's only when you see it back. I hadn't seen it back, but you see that touch from from Craig Gordon. Was that a, as a striker? Is that enough to to totally put you off and and make it acceptable, if you like, for James Forrest not to score that one? It is enough Again if you see Craig He actually went twice I Yeah think he did He went, he went yeah. to try and get it And I think he even caught a little bit But then he, then he did get a little bit more on it So I think James is actually Just trying to position himself That he can get some kind of contact Towards the goal If you see the, the kind of the action With his feet He's not actually stepping in And just ready to pass into the goal So uh, No I think we can cut him a wee bit slack Listen I'd be disappointed He never scored If that was me I would be raging That I never scored But that's a good chance yeah. But it's uh, for me Absolutely forgiven for that Yeah and And, and Maybe stating the obvious, but when Jim says, you know, papers talking about people getting robbed, and I think he did acknowledge it. That that you know, that's kind of Robbie Nielsen's word. I don't think we are saying it's it sort of robbed. That's 
that's no. on on the back of Robbie Nielsen's reaction. I suppose maybe sometimes it's about the way you finish games, isn't it? You know, Hearts were out of it really in the first half, majorly outplayed. But then when it's only one, and if there is a sense of grievance, and then you get some chances late on, that's when it can it can feel a bit like you really should have got something from it. But Celtic had chances late on as well, didn't they? Yeah, listen, it contain it contain your view a little bit with that because at one 0 you start throwing everything forward, you start putting more bodies, you start maybe playing a little bit more direct because you have nothing to lose in, in those moments, you know. So, but I agree. I think Celtic deserved the win. There, there's no getting away for that for me again. Do, uh, absolutely dominated the play, twenty five shots mm-hmm. on goal, you know. As, as much as only kind of five of them were on target, but there's there's continually dominance and pressure towards that Hearts goal. So I think they deserve to win it, albeit it's been a controversial winner. Right, thank you, Jim and Erskine. Three more on the teaser. Three more guys who've got 100% records from the spot in the top flight this season. Charlie Mulgrew. No, he's not had one, I don't think. Adam. Nope. Nope. Uh, who's in, Ali Crawford? No, we only have to go back to last Sunday. For this guy's one spot kick We had two games We were in here for what felt like 12 hours here I think it was Rangers, only six Rangers scored three times Right and none of them No nope. um, What was the other game? And it wasn't Livingston So it's, uh, yep. the other one must have been Celtic against Oh Lewis Ferguson There we go We got there in the end Okay Lewis Ferguson I'll just need to tell you their teams I think Ross County Oof. Former Hamilton Ackies player Went up there in the summer I think he was Aki's top scorer last season Ross what? Callahan. Uh-huh. Anyone for Ross what? Callahan? And the other one St Mirren Hugh You've given me uh, Jamie McGrath But you've got one more from the Sainties A striker Used to play for Kilmarnock Oh the silence I don't, don't like the silence um, You'll get yourself on this one I'm sure of it Initials <laughs> My goodness <laughs> E.B. Eamon Brophy Brophy Go on then Hugh Give us the big sell for tomorrow Not only good football But the Cash for Kids sports auction as well Absolutely And there are great prizes there And if you want to be a big cup final this month I'd advise you to tune in That's my advice to you Uh, Having spoken to a man today Good stuff uh, And on the park St Johnston, Ross County uh, big game in terms of the bottom six Obviously Rangers want to put pressure on Celtic They want to restore the seven point lead And put Celtic under the cosh at Tyndale's High noon Sunday Watch out for that one Yes looking forward to it We're here at two o'clock tomorrow Make sure you join us All the action on the pitch A good bit of nonsense off it I'm sure And that cash for kids sports auction It really is one of the highlights Of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard year We have great fun We do great things And raise a lot of money For children who need it So make sure you join us at 2 And in the meantime You can get your weekend started Hugh Keevans calls it Boom Boom Music I'm sure Mr George Bowie Would call it something entirely different GBX is up next